Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. 75,000 Kaiser Permanente healthcare workers are on strike across eight states in Washington, D.C., and many of them are right here in the Bay Area. From San Jose to Santa Rosa, workers walked off the job on Wednesday for a three day strike demanding better wages to help fix what they say is an urgent understaffing crisis. We have employees sleeping in their cars because they cannot afford the cost of living. And we need a raise. Today, my colleague and labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero joins us to talk about what healthcare workers want and how the strike is impacting patients. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Farida, we're talking on Thursday morning in the middle of what I'm hearing is the largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history. How big are we talking here? Yeah, we're talking about tens of thousands of workers 
It's about 68,000 workers in California. That includes more than 22,000 employees in the Bay Area. We're talking about people who work in labs, radiology technicians, receptionists, medical assistants, people that work in the operating room. These are really the folks that make Kaiser services run. Kaiser, you know, has become a really large uh, healthcare provider. They serve nearly 13 million people across the country, most of them in California. So we're talking about a really big organization that is nonprofit in large part, but we're also seeing the same, you know, tensions for the workforce here that was absolutely, you know, brought to the forefront because of the pandemic. I think we all know healthcare workers have really been through so much during the pandemic. So what are the concerns and issues being raised by these workers? These workers want Kaiser to invest in higher wages across the board so that they can deal with the higher cost of living, especially in markets like the Bay Area. And they also want Kaiser to make investments to increase the minimum wage for workers across the board to be able to attract more people that can help address this understaffing problem that you hear employees talking about all the time. Since the pandemic, there's been an exodus of millions of workers in the healthcare industry. Employees at Kaiser feel that because it's an organization that is mostly nonprofit, they have a higher responsibility to invest more in their employees. Often, you know, when I've spoken with Kaiser healthcare workers, they feel underappreciated. People tell me, hey, I risked my life during the pandemic to come to the hospital. I just want to be paid a little more than a 3% wage increase. I've caught COVID twice, and I still work for Kaiser. You know, I put my life at risk, you know. Michael Jones and every other employee who I spoke with at the picket lines had two main messages. They say they're calling for fair wages, and they say they're calling for Kaiser to really increase the number of people employed by the organization in healthcare services so that they can take better care of their patients. For Kaiser to say that they can find somebody that find other workers that don't care, or find other workers that are better and cheaper, that's a slap in the face. We're not going anywhere, so you need to treat people right and give them their justice. I think something that comes through a lot when you speak with healthcare workers is they're really passionate about their jobs. You know, they feel like it's really a calling. You know, but my, the ultimate goal is to help those who are underprivileged and those who need the help. And that's why I work in healthcare. So it's not just about their economic well-being, but also you hear it in the same breath, you know, almost like, I want my patients to be okay. I don't want them to be waiting, you know, while they're in pain. And so I think they're really wanting Kaiser as an organization to invest a lot more. Before they went on strike, the coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions demanded a 7% pay increase per year for two years, followed by a 6.25% annual increase for two years after that. 
Kaiser's initial offer was more like 3% per year. Unions also wanted a minimum wage of $25 an hour in California. So far, Kaiser has offered $23 an hour at the negotiating table. Workers who are on strike say both of these demands will help to address the understaffing crisis they've been facing. Frida, what has Kaiser said in response to all of this? Yeah, so we've asked Kaiser several times for an interview. We have not been able to speak with anyone, but they have issued several statements. One of the main points that they have is that they offer competitive wages in all of the markets where they operate. They say they're really like market leading. And they've said things like, you know, if workers were to leave Kaiser, they would actually be taking a pay cut if they go work somewhere else. The other thing they say is that they have a lower attrition rate, so turnover, than other, you know, companies in healthcare. They say that they're very committed to taking care of their employees, but they also need to make sure that care remains affordable for the millions of people that Kaiser serves. So we're talking about a lot of healthcare costs <laughs> that Kaiser has to, you know, factor in and make the kind of investments that the unions are asking for. I do have to say though, they have been making profits for several years in recent years, except for one, one year, I think it was last year. They are trying to invest more in properties that are growing. You know, we see Kaiser being advertised at Chase Center and other places around the Bay Area. Executive compensation, millions of dollars, you know, for uh, several people on their executive team. And that's the base uh, salary. So I think workers who are striking see all that and they say, hey, I think Kaiser seems to be doing well and we want to be able to get a little bit more for ourselves so that we can continue working in, in healthcare. Well, I'm sure listeners are also wondering how this strike is going to impact them. I'm definitely one of those people. Have people seen any disruptions so far to uh, the care that they, they go to Kaiser for? Emergency operations, their emergency departments, their hospitals, those kinds of services are continuing to operate. They brought in thousands of contract workers, but their physicians, their doctors, are not part of the strike. So doctors are still working, and they have some staffers. The overwhelming majority of people in the union voted to authorize the strike, but you know some staffers decided to keep working. But if you're looking for pharmacy services, maybe radiology, going to see the optometrist, all of those services may be closed or working with reduced hours. And some of those locations is what Kaiser said. The other thing that Kaiser started doing is rescheduling what they consider non-emergency surgeries. My name is Levada Spence. Levada is a 78-year-old lady who I met crossing the street in Oakland, going from the Oakland Medical Center where hundreds of workers were crowding the sidewalks, you know, there was music, cars honking, all of this activity. And then I met her on the way to another facility because they moved their COVID and flu vaccination clinic out of the Oakland Medical Center to a nearby building. Uh, so I got there and they told me I had to come to the Fabiola building. I'm rather old, as you can tell, from my breathing. 
She has issues with her lower back, trouble walking, and here she was huffing and puffing, you know, trying to get to her COVID vaccine somewhere else. And she said she got the wrong information from the app, and so she just wanted Kaiser to, you know, be able to update members on where to go when they need services. I wouldn't mind coming, but uh, you should get your app straight and have the right information for people. She seemed to be, you know, one of the people in the camp where they say they they understand the reasons for the strike. They seem to be generally supportive of the uh, healthcare workers, but they don't want it to go very much longer. Well, I understand um, the reasons for the strike, and I'm in agreement with it. And as long as Kaiser can uh, provide uh, medical care for people that need it and emergency care, then I'm fine. What has been announced by the union, just a three-day strike in California, but people are saying, hey, it could go longer, and if it does, then we're going to see a lot more disruptions and delays to, to healthcare services for so many people. Well, Farida, we've talked a lot about almost strikes and strikes <laughs> lately, uh, and this isn't the first time that Kaiser workers have gone on strike. But what do you think this says about how healthcare workers are feeling right now? I mean, I think this is something shared by people working in many different industries, but definitely there's a huge concern that wages are not keeping up with the cost of living. Now, like we were saying, in healthcare, it's exacerbated even more by the feeling that, you know, workers felt like they were there, you know, when they were needed, when they had when we had this huge public health emergency. So I think the feeling for healthcare workers is they've made huge sacrifices and they deserve wage increases. They also feel like they've been falling behind, you know, the level of inflation are a lot more than what, you know, wages are increasing. So it's it's not keeping up. And so those are those are basic things not only in healthcare but in other industries. And one of the main reasons that we're seeing so many strikes or threats to strike across across industries. Well, Frida, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Erica. That was Farida Javala Romero, a labor correspondent for KQED. This 26-minute conversation with Farida was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored this episode and added all the tape, music, courtesy of Audio Network. Shout out as well to the rest of the podcast squad here at KQED. That's Jen Chien, director of podcasts, Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager. We get audience engagement support from Cesar Saldana, and Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you for listening to The Bay. We're a production of member-supported KQED. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.